0: Start recording also. No, no. No, 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 no. Okay. okay, good morning, everybody. is sponsored by Avram and Shane D. Kelman in memory of our parents in recognition of the hard work of Rebbe Silver. Rav encourages our community and the internet listeners to learn Torah and Midas in his own special effective style. May you go from strength to strength until 120. Kaddish Day is sponsored by Ferdina Freydy Pas the Herschel Leipalevi, mother of Harold Levin. Okay, we are in the middle of Mem Ahmed Aleph, about 10 lines down. Just to give a brief summary of what we were talking about, the Mishnah yesterday said that if a person is buying his Dalad Minim during the year of Shemitah, so the Mishnah said that there's going to be a problem to pay normally for the esrog because the person who's selling it to you, we're talking about, is not familiar with all the laws of shviyas of Shemitah, and therefore if I give him money, Really, the way it works is that the money, he, he goes and he takes some perishviyah, some fruits of shvias from the field. He picks an esrog off a tree and he's going to sell it to me. If I go and I give him $50 for the esrog, so that money which I gave him is really going to have kedushah shvias, going to have to be kept with the laws of shvias, and he might not know, and therefore he might keep it around too long, and because of me giving him the money, I'm causing him to do a problem of not not spending the money in the proper time with kedusha shviyas. So that's what the Mishnah says. So if you buy a lulav from a person who doesn't know during the shemitah year, you have to avoid paying for the esrog. So the Mishnah said that basically ask him to give you the esrog for free, and you'll pay for the other dalad minim. And the Gemara yesterday talked about if he's not willing to give it. To you for free. So how do you do it? To you, you bump up the price of the lulav, so that he's not losing money. But you, you can't pay for the you can't pay for the because if you pay for the esrog, the esrig has kedusha shvius, which means it has the laws of shvius on it. And if you pay for that, so then the money I'm giving him, I'm I'm setting up a situation where this person who doesn't know better is going to have all this money of shvius which he needs to spend by a certain time, and he's not going to, so because of me, I'm causing him to do something wrong. But it was clear from the Mishnah that the only, we foc- the only thing we were focusing on was the Esrik. We were not focusing on the Lulav. Okay, so the Gemara yesterday really asked that question, and the Gemara clarified that there's a difference between Lulav and Esrik, that by Lulav, the Halakha is dependent on when it um, finished growing, and since it finished in the sixth year, it got to Hanata, that, that level of production, of growth, in the sixth year before they picked it in the seventh year. Therefore, it did not have the laws of shviyas relevant to it, as opposed to the Eserig, which is dependent on the picking, which happened right before he went to sell it. So therefore, since he picked it in the Shemitah year, that's why the Mishnah was concerned about the Eserig and not concerned about the lulav. Okay so about 10 lines down our memora mal time with the little, little bar shishas and the reason you explained why this person who went and picked and cut lulav off the tree and he's selling it the reason that there's no kedusha shviyas, there's no laws of Shviyas relevant to the lulav you said is because it really it really finished growing in the 6th year shviyas kedush but it sounded like from the way you were talking that really trees, right, lulav is a piece of a tree, but really trees are relevant to the laws of Shemitah. Just you said, this lulav we're not concerned with because it happened to be that since Sukkot is at the beginning of the year, so that means if it was already finished because they were ready to cut it down Sukkot time, that means it really finished growing. It got to Chanata much earlier in the sixth year, but it sounded like a tree which grew in the seventh year is relevant to the laws of shviah. Ask the gemara Amay, Eitzim im the etz im But if it's just branches, it's just a tree. So then we learned in the following b'risa that there's no laws of shviah relevant to a tree, the Tanya, because the b'risa said the following, only hanim, aleik Is the branches of Different types of tree, a grape like a grapevine. Shegavav malachavap Rashi translate that means that a person brought into like a storage place. Lakdan <inaudible> if the person picked these branches to eat to feed his animal, yesh Mishum shviyas, then they are relevant to the lachas <inaudible> of shviyas <inaudible> because he's picking them as a food for his animal. Lakdan <inaudible> him, but if a person went out in the field and gathered some wood and put it in a storage house as firewood, then there's no law of shviyas on them. So the Bryce is saying explicitly that a person who picked a wood to use it as firewood, there's no law, there's no relevance of the laws of shemitah on that type of item. So what the Gemara is asking is, why did you have to get so complicated when I asked that why aren't you concerned with the person who's selling the lulav should be the same issue. That if you pay for the lulav with your money, and since the lulav has the status of Shviyas, you're giving him money. So now the money will have the status of shmita. And the Gemara answered, really, you're right. Just it happens to be the case is that the lulav finished in the sixth year and therefore doesn't have the laws of Shemitah. on it challenges the Gemara. That's not true. Even if it grew in the seventh year, we see in the brayso that when it comes to trees, there's no Kadusha shviyas on trees. So why did you have to answer that it 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 got to chanata got to that certain level of growth in the sixth year? Even if it grew in the seventh year, it would be the same. It would also be okay. My answer is no. Shiny lachem laachlo. The pasuk when describing the 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 parsha of shmita. Uses the word lachem, which means for you, "la'achla" to eat it. So the Gemara explains, lachem dum That it's used for you, similar to eating. Meaning, mi shave, ya shaveh, yotu eitzim shehanasun achar bi'urun. So it needs to be hanasun ubi'urun shave," which means the person's benefit and the destruction of the item come at the same time. To the exclusion of etzim, of wood, that the hanah, the person's benefit, comes after it's destroyed. So Rashi explains, we're really doing two things at the same time here. There's one halacha in the use, something which has kedusha shviyas. Something which has the laws of Shvias relevant to it. There's a rule in how you use it. You have to use that thing in a way that the hanah... the benefit and the destruction of the item come at the same time like eating a person eats the food becomes destroyed as the person is tasting the food that's called the same time there's a second thing we're learning out which is the types of items which are included in the laws of shviyas is defined by an item which generally is used that the benefit and the destruction come at the same time in other words One halacha is something which has Kedush HaShviyas. How do I use it? There's a restriction. You can only use it in a way that the benefit and the destruction come at the same time. There's a second halacha we're learning out, which is the types of items which even have Kedush HaShviyas is the type of item which its general use is in a way that the benefit and the destruction of it come at the same time. So meaning, Argumar was asking, that why are you telling me that it sounded like from your conversation before, that, that trees are relevant to the laws of Shemitah, challenge the Gemara, but we we saw in the Brisa that if a person picked firewood, then there's no laws of Shvias. So the Gemara is answering, well, really, it depends. But the definition of which types of things are are included in Kedusha Shvias and having the laws of Shviyas depends. What does it depend on? The type of item with general use is in a way that its destruction and its benefit to the person come at the exact same time. So therefore, when it comes to firewood, Rashi explains, where the main use is after the wood gets burned up and it's hot, then you go and cook on it. Like once it's coals. So that's called... The hana, the benefit of the person, comes after the destruction of the item. And that's why the Brysa said, picking wood for firewood does not have Kedush Shvias, because the person's benefit comes at a later time after its destruction. As opposed to by lulav, Rashi explains, is that by lulav, the main use of a lulav was to use it as a broom. So when a person cuts down a lulav from a tree, its main purpose in those times was, was to use it to sweep. And since, if you use the, that type of tree to sweep, so the hana, the benefit I get, which is my house being clean, comes at the same time that the leaves are getting all messed up. So that's called hana son ubi uran the benefit and the destruction come at the same time. So the Gemara's answer is, it really depends. A lulav, which its use is something which comes at the same time, has kedusha HaShviyas as The laws of Shvi'ez. The b'risa, which talked about firewood, is an exception because the use which it's made for is the type of use where the benefit and the destruction don't come at the same time. Challenges the Gemara, if you have types of trees which a person would use as some type of torch, so if he uses it for that purpose, so then the benefit and the destruction come at the same time. Rava answers, you're right, but the general use of wood is to make a fire, to make it into coals, to then to cook. So the fact that some people use it in a way that the benefit and the destruction come at the same time, we're not going to deal with. We deal with what's the general use of the item. And the Gemara says, sorry, the item, and this, what we've been discussing, is really a disagreement in the tannaim let's see the tanya ein mosen shviyas lo lola mishra le the first opinion says that if you have fruits which have the laws of shviyas relevant to them you're not allowed to use it as a mishra mishra is to to take your grapes and make it into wine in order to soak your flax i guess it was it was productive in the it was it was helpful in the production of the flax Valola kavusa, And you can't use it for laundry. I'm guessing it was some way to, to get out the, the stains in clothes. So the first opinion says you can't use to soak your flax or to clean your clothes. So why not? Rashi explains. Because what's the benefit a person gets from washing his clothes? The benefit comes when he wears the clean clothes. So I'm using the while I do my laundry or while I soak my flax. And when I'm finished that process and I wear it, that's my benefit. So the destruction of the fruits happens while I'm doing the laundry or soaking the flax. The benefit comes later. So that's like the opinion we were just describing, that when you have something which has Kedusha shviyas, you cannot do a use where the benefit comes at a later time than the actual destruction of the fruit. That's the first opinion. Rebiosi amor Mosu held that even though it comes at two different times, it's still okay. So my time with anakamo. what's the reason for the first opinion? So he says, the Pasuk says that you need to eat the fruits, meaning eating is the type of benefit which um, the benefit and the destruction come at the same time to the exclusion of these types of things, soaking it to make flax or to clean your clothes, where the benefit only comes at a later point in time. My time with the Rav that said it's okay. He says, the Pasuk says it should be for you. You should do it however you want. Says Rav Yossi, it sounds to me like you can even do the type of thing where the benefit only comes at a later point in time. As the Gemara, they both have to deal with each other's Pasuk. So the Tanakama said, his source is, it said it needs to be like eating. Ask the Gemara, but it also says it should be Lachem, which would sound like you can do more with it. He understood the Lachem is similar to eating. In other words, the Tanakama is saying that Lachem is defined by the Achila. In other words, Achila would have sounded like you have to eat it. Lachem is defining that just like eating is the type of action where the benefit and the destruction come at the same time, so Lachem is saying you can use your Pei for any use where the destruction and the benefit come at the same time. Okay, So meaning that's one opinion, which is what we were assuming before, that the definition of what I'm allowed to use my Pei for is an action where the benefit and the destruction come at the same time. Okay, What about the other opinion, Yossi, who allowed even using it to soak your clothes, where the benefit only comes at a later point in time? Ravyosi akiv How can Yossi say it's okay? The pasuk also says use it to eat it. He understood that that's coming to exclude a different case. So in other words, Yossi held lachem, which means you can use it for you included, even types of benefits. Even types of actions where the benefit only comes later. And the fact that the Pasuk said, use it to eat it, which would sound like a limitation of my rights, is coming to the is coming to say that you're not allowed to use it <laughs> to, to use it as, as medicine. <laughs> like we learned in a braisa, which is rabiosi that a person can use his peirashvias to eat it, but he can't use it as to make medicine out of it. <laughs> Velola kvusa, asked the Brysa, how do you know to exclude making medicine? Maybe it's coming to exclude using it for the laundry, where the benefit only comes later. No, Kishu hu'omer lachem, kvusa omer. No, Raviosi says that when the Pasik said it's for you, I think that included you can even use it for the type of action like laundry where the benefit only comes later. So then what do I do with the word which is the limitation of the person's rights in the use of the perishviyas? So he understands it's coming to exclude that a person can't use the fruits to make medicine. Challenges the Gemara. How did you know which thing to include and which thing to exclude? Why was it more logical to rabiosi? to say you're allowed to use the perishviyas to soak your clothes to wear later, but you're not allowed to use it to, for, to make medicine. Tapavamadbeiz. Marba adam. explains, it was more logical to me to, to allow the person to do laundry because that's shaveh b'chol adam. That's something that everybody needs. Omozi hamalugma sheino shaveh b'chol adam and I would rather exclude using it for medicine, which is something which is not necessary for all people. Okay, so just to summarize what we just did, meaning in this brysa, I would say there's two words in the Pasuk which describe how a person can use his fruits of shviyas. One says lachem, which would sound like it's a very broad person can do with it as he feels. The other Pasuk says, that a person needs to eat it, which would sound like it's limiting the person's rights. So the one opinion, which is the Tanakama's understanding, that the two, I mean they're really both agreeing that it has to be something in the middle because of the because of the two different words. But Tanakama's middle opinion is that the definition needs to be the type of action where the destruction of the item comes at the exact same time as the benefit to the person. So therefore, just like eating is something where as the fruit gets destroyed, the person benefits from the eating. So to any action which is like that is okay, to the exclusion, for example, of using it as, as to clean your clothes where the benefit only comes at a later point in time. is a little broader in what he allows you to use your perishviyas he allowed even an action where the benefit only comes later, and he only excluded what the Gemara just clarified, is things which are enoshavah b'cholodom, things which are not necessary for all people. So that's how he dealt with the Pusik, which, which sounds like it's limiting my rights of what to do with the perishviyas, is coming to exclude actions which are not necessary for all people. For example, using it for medicine, that, Rabbi Yossi agrees, is going to be a problem. Okay, two lines down on number base. Mantana. Who's the tana of the following Braissa? The Braissa says, La ochla, person can use his fruits of Shviya's to eat it. But he cannot use it for medicine. La ochhlaw, he can use it to eat it. But not to use it to sprinkle, to sprinkle around his house to make the to make the house smell good. La aklah, person can use it to eat it. A piktavizen. Rashi explains that piktavizen is is an acronym for a person who ate extra to make himself to make himself throw up. Okay, so there's three examples in the brayson of what a person's not allowed to do. He's allowed to eat it to the exclusion of using it as medicine, using it to sprinkle his house to make his house smell extra good, and to use it if a person ate extra to make himself. Um, throw up the extra food. So who's the Brysa who said, those are the three things you can't do? Come ki Rebiosi. Says the Gemara. that's like Rebiosi's opinion. The Rabbanon Because according to the Rabbanon's opinion, the Brysa should have included more restrictions that I can't do. Because the Rabbanon restricted even an action like soaking and using it as laundry, because those are actions where the benefit only comes at a later point in time after the destruction of the item. So if the brysa sounds like it only excluded the three cases it excluded, it sounds like mishra Vikvusa, those two cases would really be okay. And that's how we know it's the opinion of Rabbi Yossi and not the opinion of the Rabbonne. Okay. am um, Lozer. shvius Mishalelas ella derech mekach. Says Rebbe Lozer. That if a person has peir shvius in front of him, he has fruits which have kedusha Shvias. Okay, and he wants to. Well, let's say let's just give a short introduction. Right, if a person has something which belongs to the Beis Hamikdash, Hectish, Okay, so there's a method of being podet. So over there, being podet, it means I want to transfer the kedusha which is on this, and I want to transfer it to a different item. Okay, you have the same conversation. Let's say by meister sheni. Right, a person has fruits. He wants to bring to Yerushalayim. There's a mitzvah to bring to Yerushalayim. It's too heavy. So you can be poded onto a coin, and, care, and the kedushah comes off of this and goes onto the coin. We're going to see by shviyas, there's an interesting halacha that you can be poded, which means the kedusha, the laws are going to apply to the second item, but the laws don't come off the first item. Normally the way pigeon works is it's an exchange. This thing has certain halachas, restrictions, and being po'dah, it means I'm transferring it from this and putting it here. We're going to see later that by shvius, that's not how it works. By shvius, you have the ability to make the second thing also, but it's not going to take the laws off the first thing. Okay, so Rebbe Lozer says, how would a person... Um, so Meaning you can't use the word exchange. You have to say the words, how, how could a person make the chilu, which means really add kedusha to the second item also. Rabbi says the only way that works by shviyas is derech mekach, which means if a person takes the fruits of shviyas and sells it, and the person buys it, so somebody comes to me with his fruits that he took from the field, and I pay him for it, says Rabbi that money that I paid him for his fruits of shviyas is also going to become like shviyas that, that now the owner, who has my money, is going to be restricted by the laws of Shviyas with that money. The Rebbe laws are is saying, if a person would just try himself, I go and pick up a fruit of Shviyas, and I say, I want the, the fruits of Shviyas to go into this coin, it's not going to work. The Rebbe is saying, the only way it works is if it's done in the way of a transaction. We'll see where he's coming from. Rebbe Yochanan Omer, Rebbe Yochanan disagrees, he says, bain derech mekach, bain derech whether somebody came to me with his fruit and I paid him in the form of a sale, or the person himself took a fruit and said, this shviyah should be on this coin, in either way it's going to work. So they're having a disagreement. If a person tried to make it happen himself, does it actually work or does it only work in the context of a sale? Says says, my time is Rebel Lazar. Where is Rabbi Lazar coming from that the only way it's going to work is in the form of a sale? b'shnas hazos. In a Pasik which is describing Yovel, which has the same halacha as the Shviyas, and then it says then the next Parsha starts talking about a person who did a sale. But Lozzer's understanding, if the if the Torah put those two parshias together, those two psukim together, it's to come to explain to you that the only way you can transfer the kedusha is in the form of mekachumemkar, which is what the Pasik's is talking coming to exclude, you can't do it by yourself. The only way it's going to take effect is in the form of a sale. Rabbi Yochanan, my time. Rabbi Yochanan disagreed. Where is he coming from? The Pasach in describing Yovel, which has the same halacha as a describes it like kudshim, like things that belong to the Bais HaMikdash. Just like by kudshim, the halacha is that the transfer takes place whether it's in the form of a sale. Or the person does it himself, these things which are kodesh should be on this coin. So the Pasuk connected the laws of shviyas with kudshim. So Reb Yochanan's understanding that just like by kudshim, it works in either way. So to learn from there that when it comes to shviyas, the transfer can take place, whether it's in the form of a sale or it's the person himself saying these fruits of shviyas should be on this coin so Rebbe Yochanan who holds that it works either way so how does he understand Rebbe Luzer's source which was that the Torah connected the laws of shviyas and then the next passage started talking about sales which Rebbe Luzer understood it was saying only in the form of a sale can the transfer happen no, Rabbi Yochanan will tell you the fact that the Torah put those two together is for Rabbi Yosi, Reb the Tanya, because we learned in a brisa. Am Reb Yosi, Reb saying, "Come, look how bad it is if a person benefits from shviyas in the wrong way." Adam v'peir shviyas, that a person go and, goes and does business with the fruits of shviyas. Lasof mochers it's going to end up, he's going to sell his stuff. In other words, he's going to lose his money and have to start selling his items. saying He understood that the flow of the psukim is really like a, a ripple effect of not keeping the following mitzvah what cause the person to have financial loss and therefore have to start selling his items. So he's saying... The reason the first Pasek talked about shviyas and then the next Pasek started talking about sales is to tell you if you don't keep the laws of shviyas, it's going to result in having to start doing some sales because the person is going to lose his money. So in other words, he's not learning the connection of the psukim is to limit which types of transfers happen. He's going to tell you the reason the psukim are together is just to tell you the stringency of keeping the laws of shviah that if a person doesn't do that it can it will affect his financial status and lead to him having to make sales for and Rabbi Lazar, what does he do with the with Rabbi yochanan's source that the pusik called the fruits of shviah like kudshim rab yochanan understood that if it called it like kudshim then just like kudshim you can make the transfer whether in the form of a sale or the person himself, so Rabbi Yochanan learned from there. So too, when it comes to the fruits of shvius, it can be done either way. So Rabbi Lazar, who said that the only way to transfer the laws of shvius is in the form of a sale, what does he do with that source? ki kodesh. The Pasik says the fruits of yovel like shmita has the same status of kodesh. Ma kodesh tofes as af tofes as He learns it for the brisa which is really the source that you can do such a transfer by If Yochanan was learning from there. It's telling you also how you can, which types of transfers work. Rebbelazer is going to tell you, no, 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 that's the source that there's a concept of pidgin, of transferring by shviyas. How, which types of transfers work, Rebbelazer is going to say, that's my other pasuk. That the, that the one pasuk talked about shviyas, and right after that talked about sales, which to me sounds like only sales, and the person cannot do it, cannot create the pigeon, the redemption himself. Tanya kavasid the Rebbe kavasid the Rebbe Yochanan. So we have one brayser like Rebbe Lazar, one brayser like Rebbe Yochanan. so again, we have two opinions. Everyone agrees that if a person has pey fruits which have the laws of shviyas, there is a method of making a transfer. In other words, everybody agrees that if somebody comes to sell me fruits and I pay him for that, that the money is going to also get the status of kedusha Shvias, Which means the owner who now took my money is going to have to be careful with that money to deal with it like the laws of Shvias. Their disagreement is, if a person goes out in the field, picks up some fruits of Shvias, and says, this Shvias should be on this, did anything work or did it not work? One source that it should work is that the Pasach compared it to kadjim. By kudjim, either in the form of a sale or the person who says these kadjim should be on this, either method works. The source of the one who says it doesn't work is because after the Pasach discussed the laws of Shviyas, the verse said, and a person's going to go sell. So he understood it's limiting the types of transfers that work. And the Gemara clarified what each one will do with the other one's source. Okay, now the Gemara says we have a Braissa supporting the opinion of each of them. Tani Kabasi de Rebbe Lazar. So again, Rebbe Lazar's opinion was the only way it's going to work is if it's in the form of a sale. So let's see where we see that in the Braissa. The Braissa says. <laughs> if a person makes a transfer with shviyas, it, it takes effect because the verse says it's just like kachim. Ma af shviyas, tofes just like by kachim. We know that there's a way to transfer the laws this item has onto a new item. So the price is saying if the per, if, the, if the Pusik said shviyas is like kachim, so we can learn from there that there's a way by shviyas also to make a transfer. So e Ma, Kodesh, tofiz dum of Yotze, Lechulon. Well, by kudshim, the way it works is this item, which is kudshim. I say that Kedusha should go in this item. And how does it work? The second item gets the status of being Kodesh, and the first item is free. It loses its status. So if the whole source is from there, says the Gemara, so then just like by kudshim. The second item gets the status, and the first item's yotzi l'chulun. The first item lost its status. In other words, it's a replacement. So, af shviyas, l'chulun. So, so to by shviyas, so the way it should work is that the first item should lose its laws of shviyas, and the second item should be a replacement of the first. Now, talmulom artihiyah, b'av that the verse in the, in the parasha of Shviyas says, Tihye, which is coming to include that you can extend the laws of the first item to the second item, but the first item is going to retain its original status. Haketa says the reason. I'll explain to you in terms of a case. The person took his Peir and he went to the store and he bought some meat. Elu ve Elum is b'shvi'as. Both of them have the laws of shvi'as relevant to them. That means the fruits which the owner now has, right the butcher now has my fruits, so even though I paid with them, still they retain their status of shvi'as and the meat that I bought also has a status of shvi'as. In other words it's not an exchange that my fruits go free. And the basar, or the meat, is a replacement. No, the fruits retain their status. So now he, the seller, has to make sure he keeps the laws of shviyas with the fruits. And the basar, which I bought, also has the status of shviyas. If then I go and exchange my meat for some fish, So now the meat is free, but the fruits become shviyas. Uh, it's, it's a little confusing, but the, the basic rule is, is that the original item, which has Kedusha shvius retains its status no matter what. And there's one replacement. So in other words, the first buy, first purchase that I made, I paid with the fruits. The fruits are always going to retain their status. Now, what did I buy? I bought some meat. So Now, the meat has that status. But that meat is a product. It's like a second, second level. Now that I take the meat and exchange it for something else, so now the normal exchange happens. The meat goes free and the fish is the replacement. If you, tra- you trade it in your fish for some wine, so the fish goes free and the wine now becomes shemen. You traded in wine for oil. Now the oil has the status. What's the rule? The last item that you have left has us, and the original fruit, which a person paid with, retains its prohibition. Okay? So that's what the Bryce is bringing out with the whole scenario of different sales, that the first pre is always going to keep its status, and the last item, which I end up with, also has the same status. Okay, so, right, so that was the Bryce. Now the Gemara told me the b'risa is, is a raya, a support to the opinion of Rebbe Lozar. The way the b'risa described the case of he did this and then he did this and then he did this was always in the form of a sale. So says the Gemara, if the b'risa described it, he bought this and then he bought this, then he bought this, then he bought this, then he bought this, it sounds like from the Brysa the way to make a transfer is by making sales. In other words, the it didn't just say that a person who has fruits, who said that it should it should be an exchange for the meat, and then the meat for the wine, then the wine for the oil, right? It said that he he went to the store and bought this, then he went and bought this, then he went and bought this. So why is the so busy with sale after sale? It seems to be supporting the opinion of Rabbi Lazar that said the only way to make the transfer happen is in the form of a sale. So that's the Gemer's raya, its support, like the opinion of Rabbi Lazar. Okay. Tanik HaVasi de Rabbi Yochanan, And we have a Brysa like the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan. Echat Shvius vechat Meister Shani. Mishalul in al Behemachayavahov. Bein Chayan, bein Shchut, and divirib Meir. The Brysa says that whether you have the fruits of Shvias or Meister Shani, you can make the exchange unto a Behemachayah different types of animals, a domestic animal, a wild animal, or a bird, whether it's alive, or whether it's shechted, that if it's shechted, a person could do it, but if it's alive, a person can't, mehen because there's a concern, that a person might come to keep it around in order to make some money. And because these are items which a person is not allowed to keep around too long, we prohibit him from giving it the status of Maishr Shani or Shviyas because we're concerned he's going to end up doing the wrong thing because he wants to keep it around to make money and he's not allowed to keep it around. Okay, just Rashi, second to last Rashi on the page says Mishalalim. So actually the word Mishalolun sound like the way he's making it happen is is by Mishalolun sounds like pigeon which means he's not making a sale he's taking his own items and transferring it so if that's what the word Mishalolun means the Gemara is saying it's a support like the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan who says you can even make the transfer happen even without a sale, even the person in his own house can say, this should be um, transferred onto this. Because if Mishalulun sounds like pigeon, which means there's no second party involved, the person's making it happen himself. So then it sounds like the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan that it works even in such a, even in such a way. Let's just see a couple more lines. It says, Rava, the disagreement in the Brisa Right. Rav Meyer said that a person is allowed to make the transfer even on an a live animal. The Chachom said it, you can't do it on a live animal. Says Rav, the machlokas is by a male. Says Rav, the whole disagreement in the Brysa was can you transfer it onto a male animal, which is alive? But a female animal, says Rav, I think everybody agrees that you're not allowed to do that. Because the female animal, which is the type they would keep around to produce more kids, to make money, says, Rav. I think both Tanaim agree that we shouldn't allow him to make the transfer onto that because I'm concerned he's gonna keep it around too long and do something wrong. The only disagreement was by Scharim, by a male animal. One opinion held, there's no concern. There's no reason for him to keep it around too long Let's allow him to make the transfer. The other opinion, the Chachamim said that if I don't prohibit all live animals, even a male, then people are going to get confused. So therefore, even though the real problem is to make the transfer into a female animal, I have to prohibit a male animal so that people don't get confused to allow even a female animal. Okay, we'll step over here.